Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here with Mike Meredith. Mike, Tuesday, uh, big weekend that we had this weekend. Uh, lots to talk about, but uh, how are you talk- How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, it was a long weekend. Lots of stuff going on. Yes, sir. Lots to talk about. So let's get into it. Thursday night football, NFL. The Raiders hosted the Chargers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Raiders win 63-21. to This is the game that got Brandon Staley fired. This was the game that got defensive-minded, you know, Brandon Staley fired. There's literally... There was literally a press conference two or three weeks before that where Brian Staley literally says himself, I am calling the defense. Specifically says, I am calling the defense. And this is what you have to show for it. 42 nothing and a half, 63 points, a firing that was at least two years overdue, and this is the game that finally happens. It was, like I said, it was overdue. I'm just glad that that guy is out of there. And if I ever see Brian Staley in person, I legit want to tell him, you are the worst coach I think I've ever seen in the National Football League. You are one of the worst coaches, man. You do not know how to scheme. Your defensive play calling is ass. And just get out of the NFL, man. Yeah, that said, yeah, the defense, absolutely horrible. They let Aiden O'Connell have a field day. He went 20 for 34, just under 250 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. Just embarrassing. embarrassing, I think it's more embarrassing that they lost, or the Raiders dropped 63 than it was Miami dropping 70. I mean, Miami's a really good offense. This Raiders team couldn't score a single point the week before. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. This this Raiders team is very bad, and you let them put 63 on you. That, That is unacceptable. And you were only able to score 21 against a pretty bad defense. I mean, this it was – I mean, this this was two years overdue for Brandon Staley. Um, you know, rest and piss, you won't be missed. He, he's – yeah, I don't know where the hell he's going to go, what the hell he's going to do with his life. Probably, but uh, Probably be a whopper flopper. Come yeah, on. yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. Saturday, we had a nice string of, uh, of three games. Uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, the Bengals – Winning in overtime uh, against the Vikings, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Um, there was a very, very nice play by um, I, th- I think it was Jamar Chase, or no, it wasn't Jamar Chase. It was uh, it was T. Higgins. Uh, it was T- yeah, you're right. It was T. Higgins to to get the game uh, tied, um, to take it to overtime. Uh, extending the ball, getting ta- uh, tackled out of bounds, but getting that ball just extended enough uh, to break the plane. And, uh, yeah, Cincinnati gets themselves back in this game, and they win in very surprising fashion. Um, you know, this this was a game Minnesota had wrapped up, and they failed to deliver. Uh, Browning had a really, really good game uh Thrown for over 324 yards on 30 or 29 completions. Um, Nick Mullins looked like good at times, and then he also looked really bad at times, especially when he threw those two interceptions. Um, Minnesota's offense actually played really well in this game. It's their, their defense 
you know, if their defense wasn't so bad, I think they actually probably could have won this game. But uh, very, very nice win for Cincinnati here. Uh, a win that Minnesota did, or a loss that Minnesota did not want to take. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good game for the Bengals. They stay in the playoff uh, race here and really good for the Lions having the Vikings lose. So it was a good OT win, man. I mean, Jake Browning's been holding it down, at least in the meanwhile, while Burrow's been out. Yeah, yeah, he, he's really been holding it down and doing a really good job. And, yeah, things couldn't have been more perfect for the Lions. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, the afternoon game Saturday, the Colts hosted the Steelers, and the Colts probably played their best game all season in this game on both sides of the ball. They win 30-13. to uh, Gardner Minshew had a really Really good game. Like I said, probably his best game at least this year. Uh, thrown for three touchdowns in this game. Uh, just over 200 yards passing. Mitch Trubisky for Pittsburgh. Well, it's Mitch Trubisky. You're, you're not going to get anywhere with him. And, uh, yeah, it showed uh, 16 for 23, 169 yards and two interceptions for him. Just terrible, terrible day. Uh, Pittman looked really good for Indianapolis uh, on, in terms of receiving. Um there, the uh, I forget the guy's name, but uh, he had a pretty nasty hit against Pittman. Um, but I guess he's been suspended now for the rest of the season. Um, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a nasty hit, but at the end of the day, you know, first of all, Minshew put put Pittman in that position uh, to get hit like that, and it's not like he got you know. I forget the dude's name already, but he he led with his um he led with his shoulder uh for one there it was all shoulder contact he didn't lead with the head I I don't see why he's getting suspended at all for this this is really just a football play and uh but uh yeah he's out for the rest of the year uh that's uh, Demonte Kazi's uh he's he's the one that the uh, that uh, laid that hit yeah I didn't really see too much on that. Um, but yeah, kind of ridiculous, man, for, for what happened there. I mean, there's definitely been a lot worse, but yeah, the Colts, they, uh, they had 30 unanswered points and man, the Colts are eight and six right now. That's crazy to say. Yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting them to be eight and six, especially without Anthony Richardson now. Uh, but just in general, cause this team isn't really that well put together, but they're finding ways to win games, and they played a really, really good one uh, this weekend. And lastly, Saturday night, the Lions hosted the Broncos, and the Lions win big, 42-17. to Broncos were one of the hottest teams in the NFL uh, coming into this week. I thought this could be a loss for, for Detroit, but they end up pulling off a huge victory. Uh, that The offensive line is healthy. They're 5-0 and when this offensive line is healthy and it, I mean, it proved they proved it. This offense can do anything they want. Uh, Sam Laporta, I'm already going to say it, dude, he's better than Travis Kelsey. At least this year he is. He's, he's the next, you know, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle kind of tight end, man. I mean, he is just absolutely insane. What he's doing as a rookie tight end, you don't see ever out of rookie tight ends. Um, you know, th- this is where you expect to see, like, you would expect this, you know, part of his development late next year, early in his third year, 
and you're already seeing him be at this elite level of tight end. Uh, Jameer Gibbs went off for 100 yards rushing. Uh, I mean, the, the offense was rolling. Jared Goff thrown for five touchdowns. The defense was being aggressive for once, which is very, very nice to see out of Aaron Glenn making some adjustments for once defensively. And, yeah, I mean, this was a huge, huge, huge win for Detroit. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a great game here by Detroit. They finally have that big win that we were hoping for, and they're hopefully going to get hot from this. It was a nice one here, and like you said, defensive adjustments were made. Sam Laporta, man, what a game he had! I actually cashed on a four leg parlay. It was Detroit money line. Laporta touchdown, Laporta over on yards, and Goff over on passing yards. So they all hit, and it was just a nice win all around, man. They got to keep playing like this. Yeah, undefeated when their offensive starters are healthy. They're 5-0 and when that entire offensive line is healthy and playing together. Um, they get a win next week against Minnesota. I honestly think you sit Ragnow and um, – um, Taylor Decker for the last two games, get them ready for the playoffs because you're going to be anyone uh, playing the way you play when all five of those guys are healthy and playing together. You can really be anyone. doesn't matter on the road or away. But, uh, yeah, you get a nice win this weekend if you're Detroit. Yeah, I, I think you sit those two, those two and let them heal for the playoffs. Sunday, the Dolphins hosted the Jets. Uh, the Dolphins in fashion at home, as usual, very, very good. Uh, winning 30 to nothing against the Jets. Now, Miami's defense isn't really known to be good. Um, their offense, obviously, we know how just how explosive they are. Um, but the shutout, the Jets... Um, you know, the, the the Jets are, you know, obviously just terrible. Um, that said, their defense is really good, but, uh, the offense can't score at all. And, uh, it obviously showed in this game with Miami blowing them out 30 to nothing. Yeah, that was a, um, a crazy performance. I mean, just Miami getting back on track and winning that game and then just the Jets playing so bad, man. Uh, what a turnaround. I mean, the Jets season's been cooked and now they just look awful, man. Uh, Rodgers is also confirmed he's not coming back this season even though, you know, that was rumored that he might be coming back at, like the last couple games. So, yeah, the Jets just not it. Yeah, not it at all. Uh, the Titans hosted the Texans. This one went to overtime. The Texans winning 19-16. to um, Obviously, I think if the Texans had C.J. Stroud, this would have not even gone to overtime. Um, they're just I, – I, I feel like C.J. Stroud makes that much of a difference for Houston. Um, no, Keenumman was in for Houston. He looked pretty decent. Will Levis had a pretty decent day as well. But um, let's just talk about real quick uh, Devin Singletary. He had an awesome, 
awesome game. 26 carries, 121 yards. Very, very productive day for him. No touchdowns to show for it, but he very much helped this uh, team win this game. Yeah, he had a very productive day, and this game was crazy. I was watching some of it and just seeing uh, this game almost end in a tie was pretty crazy. Uh, There was a lot of things that went wrong for both teams, but the Texans pull it out here, and they increased their playoff chances by a lot uh, just from winning this game. Yeah, um, it it helped them a lot, obviously. Uh, Hopefully Stroud comes back soon because right now they are in a playoff spot, and, you know, if if, if they go make it to the playoffs, man, you're going to need CJ Stroud to be able to do anything uh, the Packers hosted the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers get a nice win here, 34-20. to And this is why I said it was a perfect weekend for the Lions because the Lions got a win, and both the Vikings and the Packers lost. Um, so you're you're just honestly a, a Minnesota – or beating Minnesota uh, win away for Detroit of clinching the division. Um, it, this couldn't have been a more perfect weekend for them. Uh, but anyways, the Buccaneers, man, uh, Baker Mayfield, incredible game. I mean, 22 for 28, 381 yards, four touchdowns, absolutely killing it out there. Uh, Jordan Love actually played a pretty decent game. It's just the, the run game couldn't do anything, and the defense just could not answer against Tampa Bay's offense, who was just extremely explosive out of nowhere uh, this week. Yeah, Baker Mayfield had his best game all season and showed out, man. I mean, I know in our household we were rooting for Tampa because we didn't want Green Bay to win. So Tampa Bay came out and they showed out, man, this week. The offense, the defense, seemed like everyone was doing pretty well from the parts of the game that I saw. So, yeah, they uh, they got a huge uh, help in their division, which we'll talk about. Uh, later as well, the NFC South is just cooked right now, so straight up for grabs for anyone, so Tampa comes out with the big win for that reason too. Yeah, uh, there's two winners out of this division this weekend. Uh, it was them and the Saints. The Saints hosted uh, the Giants winning 24-6. to uh, So now it's just a two-way tie um, for, yeah. uh, for the division lead in between Tampa and New Orleans. You know, it, it's all three of these teams, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay, have either been tied or one of those three has at least been the sole number one in this division, at least for one week. Um, it, it, it is the most competitive, non-competitive division, if that makes sense to you. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's so bad, but... At the top, it's very competitive. You got three teams fighting for the win of the, for the the lead in this division. Uh, but anyways, so the Saints win. They improved to seven and seven as well, tied with Tampa Bay. Uh, Derek Carr had a pretty decent day, going for twenty three for twenty eight, just over two hundred eight, uh, going for two hundred eighteen yards and throwing for three touchdowns. Um, Alvin Kamara, a really really good game. Um, he had, he had a. I think it was like 110 all-purpose yards, both re- between rushing and receiving. Uh, very solid game for him. Um, and then uh, Danny DeVito uh, came back down to earth after uh, last week. 
I'm, I'm, al- I'm always going to call him Danny DeVito. I don't care. Um, it, it's just funny to me. Uh, but, yeah, a very good win for the Saints. I know the Giants are bad, but, you know, the, the Giants are still capable of winning games, as we've seen. And the Saints proved that, you know, hey, we, we can beat up on bad teams every once in a while, too. But they haven't really done it all this season. So it was, it was good to see this this defense was able to, to hold uh, the Giants only to six points. Yeah, so the Saints here, they played well. And you mentioned that there were two teams in the division that won, but there was actually a third one, just not the team we were expecting. We'll get into that game too. Um, but yeah, the Saints come out and they did their thing this weekend to win. The Giants have come back down. They were actually kind of hot. They were winning games, and now they're looking like the Giants we've been seeing all year. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the other team, Atlanta, that had been, um, you know, up top of this division for a while and battling still, they fall to the Panthers 9-7. to This is this week's toilet bowl of the week. Uh Obviously, Atlanta's defense is really good. It doesn't really matter, though, because, you know, Carolina's offense is god-awful. But Atlanta's offense looked really bad against a pretty bad Carolina defense. Uh, and Carolina improves to 2-12. and I still believe they are bottom of the league right now. But, um, yeah, just an abysmal day for Desmond Shitter, of course. 12 for 20, 152 yards. Uh, the run game couldn't do anything. Algiers had only 45 yards. I mean, it, this was a very, very, very bad game for Atlanta in a game that they really should have won because everything was going for them. They have a better offense. Granted, you know, you have a shit quarterback, but even then he's probably still better than Bryce Young right now. And and the defense, obviously, is a top-10 defense. And, yeah, they just they just fall short in this week's toilet bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't care where the Falcons are drafting at this year. You have to pick a quarterback. You cannot roll in another season with Desmond Shitter as your quarterback, man. He's he had all season to prove that he he could get something done. You know, at least somewhat competent, but he is just awful. He can't be your starting quarterback moving forward. You gotta pick someone else up, and also. Booster this uh, offensive line, the run game. Bijan has quieted down since the start of the season. Hopefully, he can get it going. But yeah, just gotta fix that QB situation. Yeah, they're, they're they have to draft a quarterback this year. I know there's not gonna be a lot of good quarterbacks left when it comes to their pick, considering where they're looking to be around uh, to pick. But um, you have to go with a quarterback, man. Uh, you, you can't continue on with this offense not having a quarterback. The Browns hosted the Bears. Browns getting a nice win here, 20-17. to 17. Um, it, was, it was a pretty solid day for Joe Flacco outside of the three interceptions, thrown for 374 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, he just looked absolutely horrible uh 19 for 42 interceptions just a very very bad day uh for chicago uh the way joe flacco was playing he they, they probably should have won by more if he didn't throw those three interceptions that that took away a lot of points on the table 
Um, you know, I, I feel like Cleveland probably, probably could have easily blown out Chicago here because the defense played like they were in the first, you know, six, seven, eight weeks of the season. Um, I, I, I honestly feel like those three interceptions cost Cleveland a ton of points here to really blow out Chicago. But overall, a good game for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Chicago was actually up a lot of this game. Pretty much all of the game, every time I kept seeing the score, Chicago was in the lead. So they blow another game where they had uh, uh, a lead. And, you know, like you said, Flacco didn't do that great, but, you know, came in when it mattered. And he's been doing pretty good for him for just filling in uh, with Deshaun Watson being out. Yeah, I mean, he just came out of nowhere, said, yeah, guys, I'm still alive. I mean, when they when they said that they were going to play Joe Flacco, I was like, what, are they going to wheel his dead body out there in a, in a fucking wheelchair to throw the ball? Like, fuck, man. It, it was I was not expecting him to perform like this, but uh, he's done a really, really good job so far. Uh, the Patriots hosted the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs winning 27-17. to Um it was a pretty decent day for Patrick Mahomes. He did throw two picks. Uh, he probably could have had a lot more completions if you know guys weren't dropping passes left and right. Uh, oh, the def- yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey Zappi for New England played okay, I guess. I mean, he went twenty-three for thirty-one, but threw for one hundred eighty yards. That's not going to be enough um, against well any offense gotta put up a lot more yards with that sort of completion percentage um but uh, overall it was a pretty decent game for New England uh they, they it was a lot closer than I thought it would be I mean New, I thought Kansas City would win you know big they only win by 10 points I thought it'd be you know 14 15 plus uh but overall still a good good win for Kansas City they improved to nine and five and uh yeah New England still in the toilet yeah, KC was a good win. The only thing I really saw from this game was, I think it was from this game, was the Tony freaking bobbling the ball interception. I sent a thing to you guys. I'm like, I'm shocked this crowd hasn't gone out with torches and pitchforks at freaking Tony yet, man. I mean, I don't know how Tony's getting out of the freaking KC alive, man. He has just ruined their whole season. I mean, look, there was a big reason why Giants fans everywhere were extremely happy when he left, and Kansas City fans are seeing why. Uh, the Cardinals hosted Niners, Niners winning 45-29. to This game was really close in the first half. Um, it, it was, I, I, at, at one point I saw uh, Arizona was leading, I was like, man, Arizona might give San Francisco a run for their money. And then Christian McCaffrey cooked off a touchdown uh, late in the uh, second quarter. And then from there, it was just all San Francisco. Uh, the uh, Arizona defense or offense couldn't really do anything. Um, Kyler Murray had a pretty decent day, uh, but Brock Purdy went off. I mean, it, it's pretty easy to, you know, to go off when, uh, when all you're doing is throwing the ball five yards down the field. But, uh, yeah, um, good Good uh, win for San Francisco. The defense didn't look as good as they have the last few weeks, but uh, they stepped up in the in the second half, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty dominant. Yeah, it seems like Arizona's been keeping it close with teams all year, especially at the start of the year they were doing that, where we thought they would they would be the team that Carolina is this year, and actually tanking for that first pick. But 
Arizona's been keeping games closer than I thought, and, you know, 49ers pulled away in the second half, but, I mean, Arizona pretty much did as much as they could have done. I mean, to score 29 on this 49ers team, that's – I got to give them credit there. Yeah, they, they, they kept it close with the Niners, and then just, yeah, the Niners' second half just dominant. Uh, the Rams hosted the Commanders, Rams winning 28-20. to uh, Matt Stafford had a pretty, pretty damn good game, uh, 25 for 33, uh, 258 yards, two touchdowns. Um, that said, it was all Kyron Williams that really helped this Rams uh, offense, uh, getting himself a nice 152 yards and a touchdown in this game. Uh, Cooper Cup, man, how the fuck is this dude always so wide open? Like, yeah. Like, it, it, it is ridiculous, dude. Like, one of my friends uh, that I went to college with, uh, he's a Rams fan, and and uh, he, he's, he's, he's frustrated because he doesn't understand how Cooper – because, like, he, he loves that Cooper Cup's always open, but he's frustrated that, like – because he's just a big – you know, he likes his defensive football. He's like, how the fuck is this dude always open? Um, so we were just texting each other. I was, I was, like, I was like, dude, it fucking happened again. Here he is with the the nearest guy is twenty yards away from him. Like it, it's just ridiculous how wide open that man always seems to be. Yeah, I got a prediction too that uh, it's gonna be Lions Rams first round. Just watch at Ford Field. At Ford Field. At Ford Field, they're gonna be. I still don't know if they're gonna be the second or third seed yet, Lions. But I'm gonna say probably second, just because Philadelphia and Dallas have fallen apart and. The Rams, I think, are going to make the playoffs the way they're going. Minnesota and Green Bay are down the toilet right now. They were the last two, last I saw the playoff picture. But now uh, the Rams, man, I think they might sneak into that seven spot and be the Rams-Lions at Ford Field. I, I, I could just imagine, man, just how crazy Ford Field would be uh-huh. if if we played Stafford in the first round of the playoffs and beat the ever-living piss out of the Rams. Just imagine how insane that building would be. Um, it, it would be incredible. Uh, speaking of incredible, uh, the Bills beating the Cowboys 31-10. to um, Look, Dallas on the road, they're 3-4 and four this year. They're undefeated at yeah. home. Um, and, and look, I, I, I called it this week. I said, da- you know, I, I said Dallas put everything that they had in uh, into beating Philly. Uh, last week, and it, I mean, it showed this week. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense was terrible. Um, Josh Allen did not play a good game at all, right? 7 for 15, 94 yards, but um, yeah, it was just a dominant, dominant performance from Buffalo. Uh, James Cook went absolutely off. He, well, he cooked. Uh, 179 yards on 25 carries. Just an all-around perfect game for him. And the defense, just insane how good that defense was. And look, Buffalo, after firing their offensive coordinator, they're willing to run the ball now, and it's paying off. And they are a damn good running team now. Um, And it's shown in the last two weeks. Yeah, James Cook's been going crazy, man. Uh Bills, I mean, I know you lost. It seemed like you'd lost faith in them, man. I feel like they've kind of come back to life. I did not lose. 
I wasn't as high on them, but I didn't completely lose faith in the Bills. I still think their window is closed, but I think they might. I think they're going to make the playoffs, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's possible. I I think they can make the playoffs. My bold prediction uh, looking less and less likely, but I think the window's still closed regardless. Um, speaking of windows closing, uh, the Jags, they hosted the Ravens. They lose 23-7. to They are now tied because of Houston winning. They are now tied for the division lead with Houston. Um, things have not been looking good for Jacksonville the last three weeks. It's been their division to lose, and... Now it looks like they might lose it. Uh, Ravens, very, very good game. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked really, really good at times. Um, Other times he looked kind of like, what are you doing, dude? Especially on the interception that he threw. But um, the defense, obviously, for Baltimore, elite, and they showed this weekend. Um, You know, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty decent game, but – yeah, it, it's not going to really matter when uh, when you're facing a defense that good. Yeah, I mean, tough draw for Jacksonville this week with Baltimore. Baltimore, like you said, though, struggled. Lamar had his struggles, but Jacksonville, man, um, you know, they're falling again. Houston could take this division for sure. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, last night, Seattle hosting the Eagles getting the upset win 20 to 17 um Drew Locke played a pretty decent game 22 for 33 uh Jalen Hurts did not look good whatsoever uh 143 yards passing two interceptions uh on the run game he looked really good you know he ran for two touchdowns but uh at the end of the day man th- this I, I, I honestly feel like uh, San Francisco broke Philadelphia because they've now lost the last three games, uh, obviously, to the Niners, the Cowboys, and now the Seahawks? Come yeah, on now, man. Big one right there. So, I mean, definitely, you know, the Niners and the Cowboys are understandable, but then the Seahawks, that just – they really nailed them yesterday, man. I mean, that's a game you can't lose, man, especially to Drew Locke. Like – what are we doing, man? You got to be better. Yeah, I mean that—that's just horrible losing to Drew Locke. Um, but uh, it is what it is there. So that wraps up your uh, NFL games uh, for this week. Uh, so now we're gonna head into the power rankings, and we have a decent amount of movement. Uh, starting in the top 10, though, uh, Jacksonville, they go down one spot to number 10. Um, obviously, like we talked about, just a very bad day uh, for J- for Jacksonville. Uh, the offense couldn't do a whole lot. The red zone offense struggled. Um, it, it was just a bad day for Jacksonville overall. Uh, obviously, Baltimore is one of the best teams in football right now, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's been their division to lose, and you know they had a really good start to the season. You know they they were I think like six and two at one point, and oh boy, it's it's starting to come off the rails now for Jacksonville. Uh, they're tied now for the division lead with Houston, so um, lots of important stuff to come back. Uh, lots of important weeks coming up for them if they want to try to win this division, but. Uh, Something's got to change. It's got to change really, really fast. 
Yeah, they got to change. Uh, they got to win, man. I mean, at this point, they got to look to try and win out to get this division, man. Yeah, they they got to try something. Uh, moving down one spot as well to number nine is the Cleveland Browns. Um, they uh, they they looked pretty bad for the most part, especially Joe Flacco. But they ended up getting the win still. But yeah, the offense struggling. Uh, Joe Flacco three interceptions that took at least at least nine points off the board there. Um, you know. At the very low end, that's nine points right there if you kick three field goals on each of those drives. But, uh, yeah, uh, they get a nice win over Chicago, but um, just the, the offense just hasn't been looking good. I, I kind of agree with dropping them down, but at the same time, they did get a win, so not really necessary to drop them down here, but not a bad spot. So I still think they're a top-10 team for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I mean – have we done one of these where they're not like in the eight to ten range? I mean, they've been stuck there all year. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems average. just about where they've been all all season. Yeah. Yeah, they're above average, but they're not like elite. Like they're just like just a great team, and that's where they are. I mean, like I said, they're probably going to be uh, maybe division winners, probably wild cards. It's tough to. Tough to say. Uh, I think Baltimore's got that division, but uh, they're nine and five, so probably a wild card spot for them. Which you know, that's what the great teams are. They're they're wild card teams. Yeah. Uh, moving up two spots to number eight is the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah. They they beat a red hot Dallas Cowboys team, plain and simple, uh, and flat out not only just beat them, absolutely destroyed them. Uh, big big win for Buffalo, a much-needed game uh, for them. James Cook looking, like I said, very, very, very good. Um, over over 170 yards rushing. I mean, just absolutely incredible game. Josh Allen didn't look good at all, but uh, the defense stepped up big time too, which really, really helped uh, Buffalo secure that win, just holding Dallas to 10 points. Yeah, and Allen... He had under 100 passing yards for that game, so just he didn't really do much, but he, uh, the rest of the team contributed well. The defense was harping on deck all game. And, yeah, they just – seems like Dallas, man, this year, they they get the impressive wins sometimes, but then when they lose, they lose bad. Yeah, it, it, it is just like that. They lose really bad or they win really good. It, it It's – it's one or the other. It, uh-huh. It's 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 insane. Uh, speaking of insane, it's the NFL.com uh, writers that do this stuff. Uh, they got the Lions staying at number seven wow. with the most impressive win, you know, and they, they've beaten, you know, the team that's ahead of them at number six. Um, they obviously just hate Detroit, I mean, and, and they like sucking yeah. off Kansas City as much as they possibly can. Um, I mean, putting them at number seven with the most impressive win this weekend out of anyone in the top ten – just yeah, kiss my ass on that one. Um, yeah, they're 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 a much better team than Kansas City, but you got them ranked below them. Uh, they had the most impressive win this week. They should be probably in the top five. I I think. I mean, they looked incredible. But anyways, Sam Laporta three touchdowns. Just you know, chef's kiss. He, it's, what a great pick for the Lions this year, man. 
Uh, they're yeah, at number seven. Grass, they're at number seven. I disagree. I think they should be a lot higher, but uh, yeah. Yeah, unless they're still holding that Bears loss over our head. Like, there's no reason they should be below uh, the Chiefs or even Dallas because of how bad Dallas was this week. Yeah, no, there, there's really no reason. Uh, just like for Kansas City to be at number six. Yes, they did get a nice win over New England, but it wasn't all that impressive, right? I mean, only 10 points over a very bad New England defense and a very bad New England offense. Now, yes, I know Kansas City's offense is terrible. They they can't catch balls, but uh, having them above the Lions still, just that's just a sin. They got they they lost to the Lions. Why are, why are the Lions not ahead of them? With a better record too, by the way. Yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kansas City nine and five, Detroit ten and four, and Detroit beat Kansas City. But yeah, Kansas City should be above Detroit. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Uh, dropping down one spot to number five is the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, you take another loss, especially to a not-so-good Seattle team without their starting quarterback, and the defense is not that good, and you lose that, and you lose to that team, just, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, not playing his best game. But, um, yeah, the, the, this Philadelphia team, man, they... They they're starting to come. They're starting to fall apart. Things are just coming off the rails for them. Three losses in a row now. I still think they're one of the better teams, and if not the best team in the NFC outside of uh, San Francisco. But man, things gotta turn around really, really quick for them. Yeah, they gotta they gotta win next week, man. They gotta again try and win out because you know again. The 49ers one I understand. Even the Dallas one was understandable at points. But to lose a game like that to Seattle, man, when you're fighting for that number one seed for the division, you can't uh, – you basically just cost yourself the number one seed for sure at this point. And then now they might not even win the division. It might be a wild card team. Yeah, I mean, I think right now they have the tiebreaker over Dallas. Um, but, uh, I mean, both lost, so – I think right now they, I think they do hold that tiebreaker, but uh, I could be wrong there. But yeah, they they got to fix some things really really quickly here. And um, yeah, uh, moving up one spot to the number four spot is the Miami Dolphins. Um, look, the Jets aren't a good team. Their defense is good, and they hung thirty up on them. The off uh, the uh, Miami's defense, you know. They played very good against a very, very abysmal Jets defense, holding them to zero points, which even if the off, even if a team is very awful offensively, holding a team to zero in the NFL is still very impressive. It doesn't matter how bad that offense is. Holding a team to zero in the NFL is holding a team to zero because, I mean, that, that's just impressive at, at the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, Dolphins did their thing this week and looked pretty good. Stand at number three, despite their loss to Buffalo, is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, look, it was it was a loss that I kind of expected to happen, just because they threw everything that that they could into beating Philly, and obviously it paid off there. Um, I, I just don't think that they were ready for Buffalo. 
Uh, they're not a good road team at all. Obviously, all their losses this year are on the road. Um, it's hard to be perfect at home, but they're, they're the only team, I think, left that's perfect at home. Um, but uh, I, I think they'll bounce back. I know this was, you know, it was a tough loss, but I, I think they will bounce back after this one. Um, but it's, it's just a matter of, you know, can they bounce back? Yeah. Can they bounce back and can they be better on the road? Yeah, that's that's the key for them, especially if they end up being a wild card team. Can they, uh, you know, win on the road? Uh, staying at number two, the Baltimore Ravens. No Mark Andrews this week, um, you know, and uh, it it was just you know it was a nice win over Jacksonville. Uh, the offense didn't look all too great. Lamar Jackson kind of looked like, uh, well, the Lamar I know him as is pretty bad. And, uh, but yeah, it was still a very, very good win for Baltimore, uh, holding, uh, Jacksonville only to seven points. Um, yeah, just overall good game. I, I still like them here at number two. Yeah. I mean, they definitely are locked into the number two spot right now. Definitely uh, my favorites right now in the AFC. Yeah, I mean they're they're the number one seed in the in the AFC, which is huge. Uh, just like the Niners, they are number one. They're number uh they're number one seed of the NFC. Uh, it looked a little shaky in the first half, but uh, just a dominant dominant second half, and they stay at number one. And I think we're getting into the point that point where they're gonna stay at number one until someone beats them just like they were in the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like we just said, they uh, are the best team right now. Yeah, just absolutely one of the best teams right now. So that's going to do it for now for the uh, NFL power rankings. We're going to now cover a little bit of our bowl games that we talked about. We're not going to talk about all of them. Uh, just because there wasn't a lot to note about some of these games. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Last night, uh, famous Toastery Bowl, Old Dominion facing off against Western Kentucky. And Western Kentucky came back, man, uh, to win it 38-35. to um, they, they were down pretty bad. Uh, it was 35-14 Old Dominion at the end of the third quarter. And then Western Kentucky came back. They tied it up with 19 seconds left in the game. And uh, they win it in overtime. Very, very impressive comeback uh, for Western Kentucky, man. Yeah, so I didn't see much on this game. But there was someone who I knew who posted that they, I think that they picked Old Dominion. They were doing like a 10 to 1,000 challenge. And uh, I saw that bet and I was like, damn. Rip, they have to start over again. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty bad, but uh, yeah, uh, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. We saw Texas Tech face off against California. Uh, Texas Tech wins thirty-four to fourteen. Um, nice, nice win here for Texas Tech. Uh, very dominant, um, very, very dominant game. Uh, Cal, Cal led going into the second quarter, fourteen to seven, and from there it was just all Texas Tech. 
Uh, Cal just had no answer offensively after that second, uh, after that first quarter. Yeah, Texas Tech looked pretty good in that game and get a nice win here over Cal. Yeah, uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio and Georgia Southern. Uh, Ohio winning big, forty-one to twenty-one. Um, I believe Georgia Southern was actually favored in this game. Oh uh, yeah, they were favored uh, mm-hmm. one and a half. Um, but uh, they get blown out here. Uh, I know they had a lot of guys out, and Ohio was the opposite. They had a lot of starters playing, and uh, it helped them. And uh, yeah, they got a nice win here, and then. Lastly, just the other bowls, uh, Boise State, UCLA, and the L.A. Bowl, uh, UCLA winning 35-22. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl, Fresno State, New Mexico State. Fresno State winning 37-10. to You, you would have thought Mexico State would have won that game just because it's a home game for them. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the Cure Bowl, we had App State in Ohio, or Miami of Ohio, excuse me. Uh, App State winning 13-9. That was a slog of a game to watch. I don't know why I put myself through that, but uh, I did anyway. Anyway, uh, the New Orleans Bowl, you had Louisiana facing off with Jacksonville State. I thought Louisiana would pull off the victory here, but uh, they lose 34-31 to in overtime. And then the Celebration Bowl, you had Florida A&M beat Howard 30-26. to um, So, yeah, we have a good game tonight. We have uh, UTSA and Marshall. I know we already pre- previewed that one. Uh, that one kicks off in about five minutes from now, I believe. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, so we, we got one game on Thursday. We'll just preview that real quickly here. We have Syracuse and Florida State facing off in the RoofClaim.com Book of Raton Bowl. Uh, the Qs, they are favored by three points over South Florida here. Um this is a game between two pretty average teams. Um, speaking of Syracuse, I saw they picked up Kyle McCord, which is very surprising. I thought he was for sure going to Nebraska, but uh, I guess he changed last minute to go to Syracuse. Um, but uh, anyways, I, I, I'm going to pick Syracuse to win this game. I feel like their offense just overall a lot better than South Florida's. Although South Florida's defense is really, really good, so I feel like this could be a really close game. Man, you kind of confused me there at first. I'm pretty sure you said Florida State when you said Syracuse and then Florida State. I was like, Florida State's playing already? Oh, no, that, that was that was, that was was my bad. If I did say Florida State, that's my bad. Yeah, so South Florida. Um, man, I think I'm going to roll with uh, Syracuse in this one. Uh, I know it is uh, Boca Raton, and that definitely seems more like a home game for South Florida, but I just think that Syracuse has the better team. Yeah, I mean, offensively, they for sure have the better team. Defensively, I'd have to give the edge to South Florida there, but um, this is going to be a really close game regardless. Uh, South Florida's offense is not that good. Syracuse's offense obviously not that good either, but it's a lot better than what South Florida has to offer. That said, I, I feel like South Florida's defense will at least help them stay in this game. But, uh, yeah, Thursday night's game is going to be a slog to watch, I feel like. Yeah. So that's going to do it for your Bulls for now. Uh, Thursday we're going to preview a lot more. Uh, we'll, we'll review the, uh, the UTSA Marshall game that's about to kick off here. 
Um, and then we have a whole lot of games to, to preview on uh, on Thursday's episode. Um, I love it. It's bull season. I hate it because the bulls mean nothing anymore. But, you know, you can't always get what you want there. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, I think that just about does it for us here. Um yeah, we, we got nothing else really to talk about, but uh, Mike, got anything else you want to add tonight? Um, No, just, you know, we're going to be really honing in on these bowl games as they come in. NFL, of course, playoff time's coming around soon. Um, we'll keep you guys updated on power rankings for NBA and NHL. will come out uh, sometime here soon, as well as the... Uh, Draymond Green updates. Uh, there have been some updates, but I kind of want to wait until there's more stuff on it. And then also uh, stay tuned if the Pistons break this record here pretty soon. They're about to break the losing streak record. Can we actually talk about the Pistons for a minute, man? Because, dude, dude, this is bad. For wings, man. Dude, we. we... Some wings, man. <laughs> I want them wings, boy. <laughs> we're hungry over here. I'm f- we're starving, bro. Starving. <laughs> <laughs> these mother. You, you got all these people in Detroit starving right now, man. Uh, we stop gonna go crazy when they get that first win. Oh, dude, for yeah. real. Oh. It's it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. But dude. Look, the Pistons are abysmal, dude. They're, about to go They're what twenty five? Twenty five losses now, I believe. Twenty four. Twenty four. Well, twenty five for the year. Twenty yeah. five. Uh, twenty four in a row. Twenty four in a row. Okay. Look, I I don't think they're gonna go two and eighty. I really don't. It's the NBA. They're gonna get some wins here. They have some wins co- possibly coming up. I know the. Uh, um, they they play the Jazz, I believe. Yeah, Jazz is their best chance. Yeah, I think the Jazz is their up. best tan- chance, and then maybe one of these games against the Nets. Nets, because yeah, uh, I know that's back to back for them. So maybe they have a chance to win, but if man. they lose those, they're gonna lose the rest in December. They're gonna lose to Boston. They're gonna lose to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, the, the the Celtics are gonna you know blow them Get out, des- I, I absolutely destroy them. Uh, Toronto too, yeah. Uh, throw a chair at their spine in the in those two games, uh, Pistons. But the the problem is, man, is that ownership hasn't said anything. Uh, Troy Weaver, the GM, hasn't said a word. I mean, wh- where's where's leadership in this? Is and and the other question I have for you is, do you think the NBA at some point is going to have to step in with ownership, man? Because you can't be doing this. Yeah, I mean, they might have to at this point, man. I'm not sure. I mean, we'll see how they do the rest of the year. But, yeah, right now, man, I mean, they're on such a bad pace. I mean, this is not a good look, man. I mean, I know the league likes the attention, you know, but they don't want to see a team go, like, five wins, man. Like, come on, you got to be better than that. They're going to be, like, Man, just give them the first pick at that point. Fuck a lottery. Yeah, and the, the, that's that's the thing is we have a ton of lottery picks and we're doing nothing with them. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and we're Troy, going backwards in our rebuild. Every year we've gotten worse. Yeah. In the rebuild. Yeah. It, four years into this rebuild, and all you got to show for it is lottery picks that aren't doing anything. 
and and then you know re-signing uh, beef stew as I like to call him. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he just I mean, come on, beef man. Stew's gonna get traded, man. Yeah. Cade, bro. Too another thing I wanted to bring up. Cade dropped forty three points on like eighty percent shooting last night. Like I know, dude's fed up, man. He's gonna request a trade here pretty soon, and I don't blame him, man. Like. He just dropped 43, and they still lost. Yeah, no, look, he, he went into, you guys don't want to fucking play? Fine, I'll just fucking play by myself mode last night. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he's going to request trade. I have a very strong feeling he's going to get out of Detroit. Because Troy Weaver, he doesn't care about his job, clearly. And clearly the owner, he doesn't give a shit about this team. <laughs> I mean, no. nothing from either one of these two over the past, uh, you know, month and a half now of just, you know, being dog shit. Nothing for Troy Weaver. Nothing for ownership about anything. I I got a good feeling, man. If if they only win three or four games this year, NBA is gonna have to step in. They they're gonna have to, uh, because they can't have a team have four wins. Or if they went to an eighty, which I don't think is gonna happen. There, I just I just don't see how the NBA doesn't step in with ownership, man, because. You, you can't be doing nothing. Yeah. It's just like, man, the thing I've just been noticing, man, is no defense at all with, like, these games. Like, they're giving up, like, 130, 140 points every game. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. And they're only putting up 110, 111, 112 points every <laughs> yeah. game. I mean, it, it's if they played some defense, maybe, you know, they'd win a game or two. But I, I just feel like, one, the offense is horrible outside of Cade, and and then yeah, the de- the lack of defense definitely doesn't help. But I mean, that's the NBA. No one plays defense anymore, anyways. Which yeah, is which is like like as much shit as I give the WNBA, man. At least those girls play defense, right? Like that's the one yeah. thing I that's the one thing that can make the WNBA, in my opinion, more entertaining, is that they actually play defense there. Um, but that's just me. I still give them shit because it's, you know, the WNBA, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's going to wrap it up from us. Uh, got add, add a little bit of uh, some Pistons into the mix just because of just how bad they are. And got to give some, gotta give the local team uh, some time in the, in the spotlight, but uh, not the spotlight you want to have your local teams in, that's for sure. But, uh, anyways, guys, rate, review, subscribe. You know, let us know, you know, what what more content that you want to see. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys on Thursday.